You're listening to Coffee Talk with Father Brad. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Mary set out and traveled to the hill country in haste to a town of Judah, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the infant leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth, filled with the Holy Spirit, cried out in a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how does this happen to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For at the moment the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the infant in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed are you who believed that what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to the Lord Jesus Christ. If there's anybody out there who is visiting, maybe visiting family in, in town for Christmas holidays, welcome. We've been going through a series, a homily series, for the past three weeks. So this is the fourth and the last. Father Matthew and myself are preaching the same thing, um, same themes. It's about adventure. You know, the Christian life isn't boring. It's not supposed to be. It's supposed to be like an adventure. And what, so what makes up an adventure? And then we can apply that to, to our faith. And so first we said adventures are uncomfortable. Secondly, persistent, or they're long. It takes persistence. Third, what was third? Ooh, I heard it. Yeah, you've been listening. Joy. Joyful, right? The third, so the, the pink Sunday or rose Sunday, Gaudete. Joy, rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again, rejoice. So this Sunday, an adventure finally is not just uncomfortable, persistent, joyful. It's mysterious. Mysterious. Well, it's a mystery. Mystery is not being ignorant of something. A mystery is knowing something's there, but not knowing exactly what it is. If you're ignorant of something, you have no even comprehension. You don't even know to look for it. You don't know to wonder about it. But a mystery is knowing something there, but not knowing exactly what it is. And so adventures are are mysterious because you know something's going to happen. You know you're going to see something. You know you're going on to a mission and to do something, but you don't know exactly what it is. Adventures do not come with perfectly planned, comfortable schedules. Those are called trips. Yeah, a trip is like comfortable. It's got the, you got it scheduled out. You got it planned out. Adventure comes with the unknown. See, I, I people accuse me of not planning well. I just say I'm adventurous. All right, that's how this is my way of getting out of that. Like, Father Brad, we didn't plan enough for the mission. It's an adventure. So we're not going on trips here. We're going on an adventure of life. You can't schedule everything out with life. 
You don't know where you're going to be. Everyone's got their one-year plan, the five-year, the ten-year. Yeah. Life's an adventure. Mystery scares us. Mystery scares us. Because we like to be in control. We wanted to be in control from the very beginning. You, do you remember what it, our first sin was? We wanted to know. We wanted to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. We wanted to control, some say, some theologians would say, control what is good and evil. We were told, hey, this is going to be a mystery. And we said, no, I'm grasping it. Because mystery scares us. This plays out in many different examples that I've seen recently, particularly with people's states in life. Where they, where are they, what are they called to do? Is it priesthood? Is it religious life? Is it marriage? So in marriage, in the last 15 years, we've added a question, the prenuptial inquiry. You know what the prenuptial inquiry is? It's that questionnaire. And uh, depending on how awkward the priest was, it was okay. Or if the priest is really awkward, it's like really uncomfortable because <laughs> he's just grilling you, right? Um, and you ask questions. Are you related? It's an important question to ask, all right? Okay, we, and there's a bunch of other things, right? Have you been married before? Are you, are you keeping the secrets from each other? Okay, the, we added one at the end. It says, have you signed a prenuptial agreement? Prenuptial inquiry is just a question that you take before you get married. But a prenuptial agreement is a legal document that says, in the case that we get divorced, he doesn't get this, she doesn't get this, yada, 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 or you don't get my dad's things, blah, blah, blah. And it's not a hindrance necessarily to marriage, but it's a sign of what? Making plans to not stay together. Well, that's a high possibility. So, um... I think it's a little bit of a reality that we, we don't like to not have things planned. We want to have it in, under control all the time, even the unknown, which is things like priesthood and marriage and, and vocations, like single life in the world where you're, where you're living uh, and doing the Lord's work, even if you're not a priest or married or a religious sister. Sometimes choosing to postpone vocations Right? Not entering into a vocation because we're scared. We're scared to make that commitment. We want to have everything planned out. Now, I visit people. We've been visiting people up and down the river uh, this week, and we'll continue to do that. It's, it's a lot of people, the homebound, those who can't come to Mass or infrequently come to Mass, maybe some of your family members. And I've asked them about their life and their, you know, their jobs and their marriages. It's interesting. They get married. They got married really early. Like 17, 16. I'm like, what? Nowadays, people come to me and I'm like the same age as the people getting married or they're older. There's something that's uh, good about that in some sense, right? Maybe it's a better understanding or a different world, but a better understanding of like development of the human person, psychological things. But sometimes I think it's a result of trying to have everything planned out and ready perfectly and being afraid of the mystery of what's going to happen. So as much as possible, we push it back and push it back because I got to have everything under control. I got to be graduated, got to 
Have everything worked out? Enough money for my boat and my, my uh, man cave? <laughs> you know, there's uh, sometimes this fear of mystery and the unknown will make us do things that we would otherwise never do because we grasp for control. We don't receive a mystery. Instead, we grasp for control. I saw this on Facebook. A mom who had been struggling with infertility for nine years. Big deal. Happens a lot. She turned to IVF, in vitro fertilization. The making of a child outside of the, uh, the marital act. Not the beginning of a child, no. Intentions are probably good. I want a child, that's good. Actions could not be good. So I'm not saying that her intentions were bad. But she had her five-year-old son, right? And her son saw this other uh, brothers playing on the side. Maybe they were shopping or something. He saw him playing. He goes, Mom, I want a brother. So she wants to give him a brother. Well, the problem is the only embryo she had left was a female embryo. And her, and her husband also wanted a, a, another son because he had a lot of sisters. And so she went on Facebook. I'm not, I'm not judging her soul. I don't know where she was at psychologically, mentally, whatever. I'm just using it as an example. She went on Facebook and posted this. Hello. We have been trying to give my child a sibling for three years. We want, it's an important word, want, to complete our family with a son. We have a great quality female embryo. Would you like to consider a trade? I mean, I guess it kind of sounds funny, but in the reality, it's not. If you think about it. It's like you're trading your daughter. Well, one, obviously, in vitro fertilization, the church has problems with that for various reasons. Cryopreservation of people. And other reasons, too. We're not going to get into that. But this is just sexism, right? I'm going to trade my daughter because she's a girl. Because my five-year-old son wants a brother. A five-year-old kid. He also wants 25 popsicles. And so, I, I, again, I don't, I'm not judging her. I don't even know who she is. I saw the article and I saw the post on Facebook. But... I'm using the example of the reality of where our culture is going, where the world is going, and trying to grasp and control everything. Not receive the mystery of life and love and family, but instead make it and control it as if we were God. And it will go to a dark place. It will go to a dark place. We live in a world that is afraid of the unknown and grasps at control. Even control of things that we should not control. Even the namesake of the most notorious abortion facility in the world, organization, what is it called? Planned Parenthood. It's important. It's about planning, grasping, controlling. Let's turn to the scripture real quick. Mary had no reason to know what would play out when she said yes. We heard from uh, in, the, in the scriptures this week, the annunciation to Mary, like, will you bear my son? Will you be the mother of God? Like all Gabriel coming to her and asking her on that, basically. And uh, she had no reason to know what would come, what would happen. 
She didn't say, hold on, let me go see a, a, a soothsayer. Let me go see a psychic and figure it out. She didn't say, let me, let me consult with my uh, life planner and, and my five-year plan. No, God asked her to change her five-year plan. And she said yes. She had no reason to know what Elizabeth would respond. This is her older cousin. Any of y'all have older cousins? What if you went up to them and said, I'm pregnant out of wedlock? I don't know how they'll respond. But she didn't know how Elizabeth responded. Well, this is how Elizabeth responded because of God's grace. She said, blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how does this happen to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For at the moment, the sound of your greeting reached my ears. The infant in my womb leapt for joy. It's a good response. She didn't know she was going to do that, but she went anyway. She said yes anyway. Blessed are you who believed that what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. Basically, there was a mystery. God asked you to do something. You believed him even though you didn't know. We cannot see what awaits us. It is true the best of what awaits us is not easily visible or detected. It takes trust. Trust in God's plan and that he desires your happiness and fulfillment. Remember, you weren't made for comfort. You were made for greatness, a great adventure, an uncomfortable, persistent, joyful, mysterious adventure. Let's continue the journey.